Welcome to the Heartland Community Church Podcast, a podcast designed to help you in your personal spiritual growth. This podcast is part two of the series Hide and Seek by teaching pastor Steve Carter. Do you ever feel that we're living in a world without honor? A world where people don't seem to give the benefit of the doubt to another? I mean, you just go online and you just see people attacking and not just attacking with an idea or debating or getting curious to learn more. I mean, they are attacking and saying such cruel and nasty things. All of a sudden, it's like you find yourself just kind of on your heels. And I see this. I see it in real life. I see it online. It's everywhere. And Paul writes to the church in Rome, And he really wants them to understand the kind of life that they're supposed to seek. The kind of life where they have offered up their one and only life as this spiritual act of worship. The kind of life where there is this transformation and renewal of their mind, where they're orienting their life to be the kind of life that seeks first the kingdom. And in Romans chapter 12, there's one verse. One verse that has literally wrecked me. And it's just this. It says, outdo each other in showing honor. I mean, it's the most competitive verse in the scriptures where we're literally to outdo each other in showing honor. And so here's what I wanna do. I wanna ask and try my best to answer three questions. What is honor? Who do I honor? And how do I honor? What is honor? Who do I honor? And how do I honor? Let's start with what is honor. Now, you know the the sixth commandment, to honor your father and mother. And honor in Hebrew is the word kabed. And what's amazing is there's this little dot that is over the second letter of kabed. And it would literally become covet. And it's where we get the word glory or weighty. And the idea to honor someone is to literally treat someone with the gravity and the weightiness of who they truly are. I mean, this is, this is when we honor someone. We actually understand that there's something weighty something significant. There's some gravity into who they are. And typically we think about this in regards to a position, status, some achievement. But honor back then was something far deeper. But what I found to even be more fascinating is the word curse. In Hebrew, is the word kalal. And K-A-L, kal, literally means to make light of. So when we curse, what we are literally doing, we are making light of who someone truly is. We're not seeing what makes them weighty. We're not seeing the gravity of who they are. What we are doing is literally making light of their true essence. And this is what I see when I go online. And this is what I see happening 
on talk radio. This is what I see happening in our day where people are literally speaking in a way that makes light of who someone truly is, which should force us to ask the question, who are we truly? And you know who we truly are? We're image bearers. We see this in the very beginning where God created us and literally puts his image in us. And and the word image is salam. And literally what it is, it's like these mirroring, this characteristics of the divine, of Yahweh, of God. And that means every person that you meet, every person that you meet, whether they're a believer of Jesus or not, they have been made in the image of God. He shaped them. He formed them. He has a dream, a purpose for them uniquely. They're image bearers. They're image bearers. Now, uh, each of my kids, they have toys that are really, really important to them. The first kind of stuffed animal my son was that ever had was this pink cat. He used to carry that pink cat everywhere. And I'm, not, I'm more of a dog person, so I don't really like cats. But watching my son hold the tail of this pink cat and walk around the house, we came to adore this little pink cat. And here's the thing. I love that pink cat because my son loves it because it belongs to my son. And here's the truth. Here's the truth. If God put his image in each of us, that means they matter to him. And so when we make light of somebody's identity, when we make light of someone's uniqueness, when we make light of who someone truly is, who are we making light of? That person's creator. So what is honor? Honor is to recognize the weightiness and the gravity of another. But the second question, who do I honor? Because there's a lot of people, if we're really, really honest, there's a lot of people that we probably can't stand. A lot of people in our lives that we struggle to literally show honor to. And Peter gets really, really clear. Peter tells us in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17, two words, honor everyone. Honor everyone. Honor every single person. And here's what I want you to know. Honor everyone. And if you meet someone who doesn't meet the everyone criteria, then I'm giving you permission to know that you're off the hook. If you meet someone who's literally, you meet them in the streets and they're not part of everyone, then you don't have to show them honor. And obviously I'm being massively sarcastic here because the call is for us to be the kind of people who see, who literally see the weightiness in another. Can you imagine if Heartland was known to be the kind of people who was just constantly looking for the image of God in another? Maybe it would transform Rockford and beyond. Quick time out. Is there anyone in your life right now 
that you are struggling to show honor to? Anyone in your life that you are struggling to see the image of God? Struggling to kind of discover what makes them unique. Maybe if you turn on the news, maybe it's someone from a political party. Maybe it's someone from some professional sport. Maybe it's someone based on the color of their skin or based on their occupation. And for some apparent reason, you've just made some thoughts and agreements in your mind and in your heart that you said, I'm not gonna show that person honor. Maybe it's because of their lifestyle. Maybe it's because of some just choices to not walk closely with Jesus. And you're like, I can't show honor. And literally, you're just choosing to say, I don't want to see the good. I don't want to see the image of God in that person. And again, when you do this, you not just make light of them, but you make light of God. So what is honor? Honor's weighty. It has gravity. Why? Because, man, we're the image bearers. And who are we supposed to show honor to? Everyone, always. But how? How do I show honor? How do I show honor to people that I don't like? How do I show honor to everyone always. I wanna let you know something. That honor, honor is more behavior than feeling. Yeah, truly. Honor is not this feeling. Honor is an action. When you're at the airport, when we used to be able to fly, and you're standing there waiting for the plane to land so that the people can get off the plane and then you can go and board the plane and go where you want to go. And all of a sudden someone gets off the plane and they are in camouflage fatigues. And you recognize with their backpack that they're just coming home from being overseas. And something inside you just tells you I have to stand up. It's this this behavior, I'm standing up to show honor, that someone would be willing to sacrifice, that someone would be willing to put their life on the line so that we could experience freedom. It's just a show of respect. And you've got to understand this. Every day we have to make the choice to be the kind of people that will have the behaviors that choose to honor everyone always. But I also want you to know that honor is more about characteristics than achievements. Truly, honor is about discovering that uniqueness, that imago Dei, the image of God in another. My wife's an artist. And so she's always teaching me about old artists, the stories about how they grew up or where they trained or where they're from. It doesn't matter if it's Georgia O'Keeffe, she'll tell me about where she would go in New Mexico or Michelangelo, who I thought was just a Ninja Turtle, but my wife swears is an artist. And she tells me that one day someone begins to interview Michelangelo and they're 
fascinated with the sculptures. And you've seen some of them. Maybe it's the David, sculpture of David that you've seen, or the Pieta. And someone walks up to, David, to Michelangelo and says, how do you create the sculptures that you create? And Michelangelo says something. He looks at this massive slab of marble and says, the sculpture's right here. I just have to cut away the dead pieces. Isn't that profound? Because every person that you meet, shaped and formed, has God's image. And sure, they might have some patterns of dysfunction and some brokenness, and maybe they're covering themselves up. But can you imagine if we were the kind of people that weren't trying to show honor and respect just based on achievements? No, no, no. We were looking for the characteristics of God. And friends, wherever I go, I try to mine for the Imago Dei, the image of God. Whether in a barista at Starbucks, whether a TSA agent when I'm flying, whether someone who works in the cleaners or my bank or the grocery store or a neighbor, even in short interactions, I'm trying to ask myself, what can I learn about God from them? And it's not just the image of God. I'm also looking to see where the fruit of the Spirit might be alive in them. Because there's a number of people who have surrendered their life to Christ and they are just modeling. It's like love or peace or patience or kindness or gentleness or goodness, self-control. You just see it in their life. And when you see it, you go, gosh, that, that is a characteristic that I want. But it's so much easier for us just to honor achievements, honor how someone performs. Most Christ followers really, really struggle at being able to clearly articulate and name what makes someone unique. What about for you? When's the last time you saw something in somebody else and you just had to call it out? how gentle they were, how they were able to forgive, how kind they were, like literally how patient they were, how steadfast they were, how rooted they were, how biblical they were. And when you begin to actually find yourself looking for this, mining for it, and you discover it, and you can call that out, what are you doing? You're showing honor. You're showing respect. And when you show respect to the uniqueness that God has placed or what the Spirit of God is doing in someone's life, you're not just honoring them, but you're honoring God. And so, friends, honor it's more behavior than feeling. It's more characteristics than achievement. And lastly, honor's more about them than you. It's more about them than me. And we live in a culture right now where it's all about me. We're not seeking first God's best. We're seeking first my best. And we're often hiding ourselves and we're hiding from what God is asking us to do. And friends, when we find ourselves living in this pattern, 
something happens. Something happens. We find ourselves isolated. We find ourselves disconnected. We find ourselves living more and more centering around ourself, desires, our kind of selfish ambition, our kind of needs, and it doesn't matter like who we have to step on to get it. We begin to value ourselves above everybody else. And friends, I'll tell you what, when you live like that, it's hard to show honor. And it's definitely difficult to outdo showing honor to each other. And Paul writes to the church in Philippi. And in Philippians chapter two, he says these words, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. My youth pastor growing up, he would read Philippians 2 almost every time we gathered. And he talked about how being a disciple of Jesus is about having the same mindset that Christ had in all of our relationships. And you think about Jesus, Jesus did nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. He did nothing. It's like Jesus looked down at humanity and he saw some problems. And you know what he did? He made our problems his problem so that we could benefit. And too often we are self-preserving, self-protecting, protecting our reputation, protecting how we're seen, making sure that we put a filter on Instagram so we look good. And all the while centering ourselves to be the main character of the story. But can I tell you what? You know who the main character is? It's Jesus. And our job is to live like Jesus. It's our job to try and orient our lives where we are valuing others above ourselves. And friends, here's the gift, is when you literally orient your life to outdo each other in showing honor, to literally value someone above yourself, you know what the byproduct is? Humility. Humility. Because you are literally choosing to lift someone up you are literally choosing to have the same mindset as Christ. You are literally choosing to go against the way of the world that makes it all about us and live like Christ that made it about another. And you know what? When your heart is humble, it's the perfect soil to cultivate the fruit of the Spirit. Can I ask you an honest question? How well are you at honoring another? Do you hide from those moments? Do you hide from literally speaking that kind of word that showcases and lifts that person up or values that person above yourself? Do you hide from those moments or do you seek them out? Do you run after those moments that just says, hey, I was about ready to leave, but I just gotta tell you, the way that person was treating you 
and the patience and the self-control you had not to just react and lash out, but to literally just be kind. Thank you for teaching me. That's all you really have to do. Or to see someone and say, you know what? I'm not gonna just allow myself to just say what everybody else says about that person. I'm gonna do what I can to mine and look for the image of God in another. And I'm gonna speak to that because I'm about kingdom values, not worldly values. And the more we step into that kind of life, the more we take on the mindset of Christ. And the more we have the mindset of Christ, the more that we will seek first his kingdom. And the more that we seek first his kingdom, the more that our lives will bear the fruit of the Spirit. And the more our lives bear the fruit of the Spirit, the more people will see Christ alive in us. And the more that people see Christ alive in us, the more people will say, there's something different about that person. And the more that people say, there's something different about that group of people, the more that they'll start inviting their friends and want to say, we got to go be around these people because they're kind, they're loving, they're forgiving, and their life is so different from every arena. And it just starts the posture, choosing and deciding. I'm not going to hide. I'm literally going to try to have the same mindset of Christ. And I am going to outdo, outdo my friends in showing honor. Outdo our lead pastor, Eric Parks, in showing honor. I mean, I love this because if you don't know me, I love sports, I love competition, and I love this verse because it's literally Paul speaking to the church in Rome and the Romans, they had their games. And Paul's saying, you know what? I'll tell you the best game. The best game is to be about honoring everyone always. How are you doing at honor? Because I'll tell you what, in a world without honor is a world that is broken is fractured, is defensive, is angry, is bitter, and it will cultivate the seeds of rage. It will cultivate the seeds of gossip and slander, and it will cultivate the seeds that make light of God and make light of what God made. And I do not want that to be true of us, church. So let us this week, go and outdo each other in showing honor. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in this church. Thank you for how you are moving and stirring. And God, I pray, I pray that we would be the kind of people who do not curse and make light of what you have created, but we are the kind of people who recognize And nobody's perfect, that we recognize though, but every person we meet has the image, your image in them. And give us those eyes to see it, to mine it, to call it out, and to showcase honor. Use us, God. And as a byproduct, may you just 
Allow each and every one of us who calls Heartland home to allow our mindset to be more like your son, to allow our lives to value others above ourselves and to allow our lives to be the kind of people that are known for their humility. I know, God, you've taught us that pride comes before the fall, but I believe that your scriptures teach us that humility comes from honor. So help us grow in humility and help us outdo each other in showing honor. We love you, God. And all God's people said, amen. You've been listening to the Heartland Community Church Podcast with Steve Carter. You can experience the entire service this message came from by going to heartland.cc and clicking on the watch page or on YouTube at Heartland CC Rockford, or you can watch it on the Heartland app. Search Heartland CC in the app store. Thanks for listening.